be here. I'll wait for everybody to come in because I know what I'm saying is not even showing on Facebook yet with that delay. But we'll find us. Yeah, they will. I haven't found you yet either. And there I am. With my Saturday red shirt, Friday black shirt. I hope everybody had a good day. I just saw you guys yesterday. Hope you guys don't get sick of me. So hello, Quest of Oak Island. We're live. And of course, we have a Judy on the line from Canada. Hello, Judy. Hello, John. Hi, everybody. Good to be here as always. We've had a beautiful day here in southern Ontario. So I've been looking to this, look forward to this all day. Yep. Hello, Curtis, Cindy. And you know, my main question is guys. Can you hear him? Can you hear me? And can you see John? There you go, Linda. Hello, Tim. Make sure we have all the wires vibing, that you can see me and hear Judy and me. And we wait for that in chat. Yes, all three. We're ready to go, Judy. Yep. Hello, Barbara Perry in the house. I thought later on we'll talk about the McGinnis Foundation because we'll be going there next after Sam Ball. And the little thing I saw on a little uh, clip uh, from the History Channel, obviously uh, History Channel owns all this content that I show, and I give them all credit for the content and the screenshots that I show. These are from past episodes. And I saw a little something from the Little Mash Island that I took some screenshots and we can discuss that. So we'll be sort of short on the Oak Island side. And we got the doctor, the doctor, the professor. I'm going to play his video so the world can see it on my channel. Even though we've seen it on the Quest of Oak Island's Facebook page, a lot of other people haven't seen it, Judy. Yeah, quite a few. So it will be nice for the rest of the world to, to do so. Right. Because even people on Facebook don't go to YouTube, so they won't hear him say in his post. Well, I've listened, and it's great. Yep. He did a great job. Yep. And people on Facebook stay on Facebook. So I'm hoping when I broadcasted here judy on facebook live that obviously they don't have to go to youtube to see it they just see me and see everything that i have in contents you know what i mean right yeah that's great tammy williams hey. in the house hello tammy oh yeah good hi tammy hello wanda okay let's start it off judy of course in the beginning i gotta thank all my youtube supporters the Templar captains, the soldiers, the commanders, the Grand Master. Like I said yesterday, I want to thank Michelle T. for rejoining up. I thank you so much, Michelle. I want to thank uh, Sand Dollar R., Barbara P., Todd E., Renee T., our big Grand Master, Roxy S., Mike Z., Annette H., Annette G., Jazz, Dia, Wayne O, and Starlene S. I also want to thank my extra supporters, Judy, Barbara, Daniel, and Mike, for that extra support. And also with Judy on the line, I thank her so far so much for what she does because I got her live. I thank you, Judy, as usual. You're welcome, as usual, John. 
We have a bunch of soldiers here. I got to mention. We got David C., Scott D., Ken B., Curtis B., Michelle G., Dana M., Josh H., Virginia C., Gene M., Cindy O., Becky G. I thank you so much for your support, you guys. Every penny helps. Also, don't forget, if you got something for Renee Tuttle, come on, guys. We got to start doing something on the barbecue or making something that inspired you from Oak Island. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Danny on the uh, YouTube side. We're just getting our introductions in. You got something that you made that Oak Island inspired you to do or make or, or whatever? Send it in. Let the world see. I want to thank my moderators, uh, Tammy, Judy, Renee, Michelle, Daniel, and Starlene. Our call-in number. You don't call in until you see it scrolling on the bottom, and then Judy will get off. Put You want to call in in chat, and I can get you right on. The number is 1-323-813-4135. Make sure all your audio was turned off when you call in. I want to welcome all my Quest of Oak Island Facebook group members and my YouTube members. Also, my Quest of Oak Island listeners on my podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Breaker, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Listen Notes. And I put a post in uh, yesterday, guys, that I got an email from iHeartRadio. It says, congratulations to the most binged podcast of the week. Unbelievable, Judy. Unbelievable. Great news. Darn great news, isn't it? Unbelievable. Hello, Jason, on the Facebook side. Yeah, that was fantastic. I I like to get those kind of emails because you don't really know who's listening, who's not listening. You know what I mean, Judy? Exactly. I'm sure that major day it made mine. Yep. And don't forget, next Saturday night, August 21st at 8 p.m. is my fifth anniversary show. Being on the Facebook group, The Quest of Oak Island. And the podcast didn't start till May of 2020. But starting the Quest of Oak Island Facebook was in August 21st, 2016. We'll touch base on that next Saturday, Judy, and I'll just tell them a couple of simple things, you know, how I started and what it became to be. You know what I mean, Judy? Yeah, I think that's a good idea for everybody to know the history. Yep. Hello, Ray D. You started from scratch, John, and you got 71,000 members now. Yep, started from scratch with a used HP laptop on a cardboard card table. Unbelievable. Yes, Daniel. I was waiting for more confirmations uh, today to say more about it live. But unfortunately, nobody else contacted me. I mean, they have a life, too, so I just have to wait for them to contact me. When they do, then I'll just post it to our group. You know what I mean? Yes. Hello, Wally. How are you? Go ahead, Judy. We'll watch for it, John. Did I get all my introductions in? What did I forget? Anything? Who the heck knows? I think you got it. I got to thank everybody. You know, that's why I tell people now that are going to be listening on my radio part, our radio part for the group. They're taking like fast forward. I don't know how they do it, like 10 minutes and then get right into the show, you know? Right. Yes. <clears throat> thank you, Linda. But uh, some people have like time stamps on their videos. I'm not sure how to do that yet. Okay, Professor, I want you to sing the Gilgans, Gilgans Island song like Marty. <laughs> That's it. But, uh, yep, just have a good time. Everybody be together. 
like I said, we now have a Discord channel for the paid members on YouTube and for our moderators. Eventually, I'm going to have some researchers from the show asking them if they want to go in the Discord so they'd be like an extra perk that you can talk to uh, Jake Roberts or Chris Dona or or um, Mr. Irving or Christopher Mora, just in case they want to come in. Instead of chatting through the chat through Facebook and everybody sees, the Discord will be sort of a tuned-in, more one-on-one if you wanted to talk to a researcher or anything. What do you think of that, Judy? Oh, I think it's a great idea, and I'm sure lots of people will love it. But you you know what I'm saying. So the, the Discord channel will be not like here on Facebook in the group. You say something, and 71,000 people see it, you know? Even though we do share everything, I mean, there's no secrets, but some things uh, are more exclusive, and I thought it would be better on a one-on-one basis uh, through Discord. That was my own only uh, decision why we made a Quest of Oak Island uh, Discord channel. Okay. And people in the paid YouTube side, you have to uh, message me or email me so I can send you an invite. You have to be invited, and it's all free. Doesn't cost you anything. It just costs you, you know, if you started at two ninety nine a month, um, it's part of the perk. Would you like to hear something funny? <laughs> I just realized I was watching last week's show instead of this week's. <laughs> you mean yes? Because I I only hear you on the phone. You mean yesterday? You mean? Yeah, yeah, right. I got I got the tonight's now. The dates. I put the dates on there. Even the radio show. I just put Quest of Oak Island discussion. You know, eight thirteen two thousand twenty one. Like tonight's show, be the same title, but just a different date. And in the description, I'll just put down. We're going to talk about other things in the description. <laughs> yes, Daniel, I am drinking. <laughs> Hello, Gloria, and there's Chris, the Starman Dona. Yeah, I'll send you an invite. I wasn't sure about uh, Discord, but there are private messages on there but and public messages on there. But anything private, I would still use Facebook Messenger for a one-on-one in case I put something down on the wrong group. I got three groups. And now Discord, you know I'm going to screw up. You know my brain's going to be fried. So I'll be putting something on Discord that's supposed to put on the Quest group. Or I post a whirly picture that I love these pictures that I, that are given to me on my feed. And I put it to the uh, uh, Quest of Treasure. Obviously, i got to change that uh, that title. It will be uh, Quest of Treasure with, you know, Wonder Pictures or something. And then when the uh, World War II Lost gold comes on, and then we'll be flexible and just throw it in there. You know what I mean, Judy? Yeah, that sounds good, John. I'm hoping that'll be soon. I haven't heard a peep. Me either. Not a thing. All righty. Let's get some pictures going, because that's how my brain works. I know we'll be going to the McGinnis Foundation after Sam Ball, you know, Judy? Yes, good. I'm I'm anxious to see that, too. Yep, and they said about the size of the homes on Oak Island. I've shown this months ago, but this is a collage of the McGinnis home. It's huge. Very huge. What part was under the cellar and what part was under a crawl space? I have no idea. 
But this is to show you the only picture I know of a residence from his era. You know, not the Blankenship's house, you know, Judy? Right, exactly. That is the big house when you think about the time it was there. Yep. So that's the size of the house that they only have a picture of. So I wanted to show that. And this was taken in season two. How much they did clear out. It was very much tree-lined and a lot of bushes, a lot of shrubs. And now that we see it, Judy, it looks pretty bare out there. It sure does, doesn't it? Move. Yes, Chris. Um, I asked Laird about that picture. That picture is McGinnis's house. Uh, it's a uh, that is his house. I asked Laird because I asked him if there was any other houses that he had pictures of that I could share, except for the uh, Blankenship's house. And that picture said that is the McGinnis house. Okay, Laird. You know what I mean, Judy? If Laird says that's McGinnis house, that's what I got to go for. Right. Exactly. He should know. Yep. And here's the foundation. This picture here, all tree-lined. Now, if you look at pictures now, there's like nothing. The grass is down, everything, all these twigs and things are gone. Hello, Starling. Thanks for coming in. Some of the members are saying that a McGinnis sister's ashes are in that foundation. Right. They put the vial in there. Yep, I remember that. But I'm just saying, if you look at pictures now, Judy, this is all cleared out. Right. Ready to do. Yeah, I, I tried to look for it and do a screenshot, but I ran out of time. By the time I tried to go in the shower and everything, it was too late. <clears throat> this is just the old-time McGinnis Foundation that's got to be next on the list. They will be digging there, Wanda, once they get the permits. Yep. But Johnny screwed up by not taking a screenshot of what it looks like now in 2021. Sorry, guys. Well, that's okay. I remember seeing it last year. And these are the kind of stones and boulders that they used for their foundation. So I hope we get to that the minute they're done with the ball foundation. Now this thing that I saw on the little mesh. Are you ready, guys? Ready. They turned over a, a stone with markings on it. And I hope they saved this boulder or they copied the markings on this boulder. I have no idea if they're categorizing all these things they find around Oak Island. I just hope so. You know, Judy? Well, it sure looks like there's something there worth keeping, so I hope they do. And Cindy says it'll be nice to see them dig someplace different. Yeah, but uh, their treasure trove license is only for uh, the Oak Island. No other place. So it's not beneficial to them to dig anywhere else. Hello, Todd. Thanks for coming in, Todd. Like I said, this was on Mash, Little Mash Island. 
And this was a boulder they showed maybe three by three, three foot by three foot on episode number nine, season two. And I don't know if anybody deciphered it or they brought it back to the island. But it's interesting. You know what I mean, Judy? It sure is. It really is. I'd like to know what some of that stuff is on there. It's just strange. Like, if I found this boulder or rock, whatever, maybe they couldn't take it off Little Mash Island because they don't own it, you know? Right. Yeah, that's probably right. But they could have taken pictures. (laughs) I got you, Cindy. A different place on Oak Island. Okay. I got you. Greetings, Jersey. (laughs) More questions. Yes, Bill. I like that, Mark. I like that. Would be interesting to know if the size of the ball foundation, which looks huge, Judy, you know what I mean? It does, yes. Compared to the McGinnis Foundation, would be the same size building have existed. Well... You saw pictures of the uh, ball foundation that Laird has done so far, and that foundation looks huge. It does. And usually after a foundation like that, they got the other part of the house that's just like on some blocks, not blocks, but rocks, like under a crawl space on top of the cellar. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think so, too. And they could have added on to it Mm -hmm. at some point. Yep. But this rock here. Unbelievable that there's stuff like this all over the place. Markings, letters. Hi, Michelle. Michelle made it. Thank you for coming in, Michelle. She's been putting a lot of hours of work in, guys, as an EMS. Looks like an H, all these markings. I don't know. I never heard anything more about this uh, boulder on Mash Isle. Did you guys uh, see anything more on this uh, object or no? Actually, John, this I think this is the first time I've seen it that I remember. Nurse Tony helping. Uh, so that rock's probably what? Three foot around or so. Different color. I can see an X right there. Can you see the X right next to Tony's right hand? Yes. Yes. So all these little puzzle pieces. Season 2, episode 9. But then I forget. Or maybe I knew about this and I just didn't register. But once I see it again, I always see new things when I see it the second or third time around. I don't know. I know I've watched season 2. I came in when I started watching the show. Season 2 had started. But it's been a long time, John, so I don't remember. Right. And Thomas says, hello, John. Glad to see you're doing good. Can't really see the picture too good, but very interesting. The picture is crystal clear here. Maybe try to expand your screen. If you're watching it in a little square, expand it to make a full screen. You know how to do that, right, Tom? You know what I mean, Judy? Yes, exactly. Hello. I just turned my phone and it gets large right hello al hi john i'm new to your group i welcome you and my seventy-one thousand fantastic members welcome you also al thank you for coming in you've got a lot of catching up to do a lot of videos on my youtube channel and about a million posts on my facebook group Busy guy. Yep, so hello, Betty. How are you? L, you got to go to the YouTube channel QOOI. 
join there. Please subscribe. It's all free. All my guest appearances are on there, and all my shows are on there. It's all free, L. It's all free. If you need help, PM me. PM my moderators. We help each other here. Yeah, just make it bigger, Tom. Adjust your color or your brightness to your liking. Then you can do that. So here was the size of the rock in between these, like, one, two, three, four boulders, like, underneath. Very strange, Judy. Very strange. Boy, those are big boulders, aren't they? They're all over wow. the place. Yep. But the one that they found seemed off color and smaller, almost like it was, like, tucked underneath there. You know what I mean? Yes, it looks like it. And there's a close-up. Uh, you're telling me they didn't trace these symbols. I mean, we got the H.O. stone, right, Judy? Right. We got the G stone. Right? Yes, we got that one, too. And what's that other one? The, uh, the tree one, the one with the tree with the 13 branches on. We got that, we got that stone, that boulder. Yes. I don't know, Bill. This was on a boulder, about two foot around, I'm just guessing on that, on the Little Mash Island, Season 2, Episode 9. Oh, yeah, Chris says they don't have the H.O. stone, right? They uh, They have pictures of it. Right, just pictures, right. Yeah. This boulder is physically there. This boulder right here. The G stone is there. The uh, 13 branch stone is there. And obviously things from long ago. Good thing, Chris, we got pictures of that stuff. You know what I mean, Chris? You know, Judy? Yeah, for sure, John. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the stone, trying to figure out what's on it. It's interesting. Yep, and um, imagine if they had, I mean, I'm only joking here, but if they had cell phones and the quality of pictures that we get, that would have made a heck of a lot of difference. Well, wouldn't it have helped? Then Tim says, I think they needed to clear that rock in the tunnel at the ball site where they ran the tube down and they ran into a rock the way it stopped going anywhere when the tunnel can, I think that was just a, a latrine drain below the house because that camera is only like three inches big, three or four inches big and was hitting the ceiling too also. So I think that was just a uh, drain under the house, but I could be wrong. But if you're making something that small, it would have been a lot bigger after about six or seven feet, don't you think, guys? Yeah, I tend to agree with you, but I sure would like to know. Then James, thanks for coming in, James. The X next to Tony's hand looks like the hooked X. Yep, Michelle, we needed better documentation. But Rustall did have a lot of uh, documentation. His surveys were right on. His maps were right on. They have a lot of information. And Tim, it might have caved in also. Yep, just like when they're looking for tunnels, like at the Behringer survey. Why doesn't uh, Gary Drayton's new big machine that does 40 feet below the surface show any tunneling? And Judy, uh, you remember me saying this. Well, if all the tunnels are caved in after 245, 235 years or whatever it is, it's full. It's not going to show a tunnel, you know, Judy? Right, exactly. So how do you go about finding them? 
what they're doing, drilling, 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 and looking if there's a void or like they're getting to, if they do, the big dig because it's almost impossible. And like I said last week and yesterday, you just get data overload and you get more confused. And um, right now they're doing spoon or silver. And um, hopefully that pans out because that'll be a big one. Oh, I hope so. Or if it's a natural mineral deposit, then it'll be a bad one. Yeah, you're right. So we got to take the science, Judy. So whatever the science gives us, that's what we got to take. Dr. Spooner says there's a truckload, a dump load of silver in there. Okay, Dr. Spooner, show us the way, doctor. Show us the way. Exactly. If he can't, nobody can. Right. Right on. But this boulder with these markings has to mean something. It doesn't seem like somebody was just um, on the beach or something knocking these figures out. You know, Judy? No, it looks to me like some are very familiar to me, but I can't see them uh, them all, so it doesn't help. Yep. And here's just a location where the Little Mash Island is for people that don't know, like me. I thought it was on the other side near Frog Island. That's how much I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got ya. So you see Frog Island on the right. You see Apple Island below Frog Island. Little Mesh is way over there. Well, yeah, okay. Al says Gary Drayton is busy on Oak Island. He told me he's there. Yep, Al. We know who's there. Just not sure on Marty because he's got to do his business. But everybody's there. And I don't know if Marty's there yet, but probably by now he's there. So thank you for that information, Al. And that's the location of the Little Match Island. But I didn't get a picture of the current McGinnis Foundation cleaned out. Really, like, it's in front of the war room. If you can think of all the pictures of the war room, the new war room, Judy. Yes. Where they park the cars in the front. Well, you go to the right, that's where the McGinnis Foundation is right there. Yes. I remember seeing it last year. It's ready to dig. There we be. We got Little Mash Island in there with that crazy boulder. I mean, you guys can take screenshots and lighten it up and sharpen it up and see what you can come up with. And we went on to a little bit of the McGinnis Foundation. I know that we found a bone handle for a knife, and that's about all we had. But, you know, Laird's got to get the permits to dig here and dig there, do a surface find, do a deep dig and such. So... And I guess it's been pretty quiet there. A little digging, I mean, a little drilling at the money pit area. Uh, nothing going on at the swamp right now. And it's already August 14th, so I'm getting kind of worried, you know, Judy? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's hard to say what they're doing. But it has been quiet for sure. All right, now for the professor who was... Uh, our historian is our researcher and writer for the quest of Oak Island and for himself. He gets all the credit. He did a video about Luzenberg and Oak Island. So I'm going to play that. It's about a 12-minute video. And then we'll get back after that, see if we'll take any phone calls and go from there. How's that sound, guys? Here we go. 
This is Daniel Spino. It's video. We got to set it up, guys. Daniel said he gets extra points for the French names. Daniel, yes, you do. Daniel, you kill me with those long words. You kill me. <laughs> All right, let me, me set. Too. Let me set this up, Judy. Happy birthday tomorrow, Michelle. Oh, happy birthday, Michelle. Okay, let me set this up, Judy. Twelve minutes. I'll see you guys in twelve minutes. Francois Bigot, Jacques Prevost de la Croix, and Jean Laborde, who were involved with the administration of the French fortress of Louisbourg, may also have been involved in the use of Oak Island as a secret site of privateering, smuggling, and buried treasure. Francois Bigot was the financial treasurer of Louisbourg during the first siege of 1745. Jacques Prevost became the next financial treasurer, named to the position by Bigot. Jean Laborde was later the agent of the Treasurer's General. He was Bigot's and Prevost's closest ally and benefited from their association by acquiring offices, government contracts, and managing privateering operations that provided a great deal of wealth for all three men. During the Bigot administration, trade had decreased in Canada because of poor harvests, stagnation in France, and trade increased with the West Indies and the British American colonies, which included molasses. The French foreign minister was very upset at the growth of this foreign trade, but Bigot strongly denied the evidence. Bigot was reprimanded by the minister in 1739 for patching the stonework walls and bastions of the fortress that were never completed and poorly maintained. Depressed by the threat of a British attack and flagrant abuses, the Lewisburg garrison erupted into mutiny in 1744. The mutiny was put down, but British prisoners witnessed the disarray. They reported it once they were freed, and it led to the attack on the fortress by the British. In April 1745, British warships under Commodore Peter Warren, close friend of George Anson, began a blockade of Lewisburg. British colonial troops commanded by William Pepperell landed unopposed at Point Platte, one mile west of Lewisburg. The garrison held out for 47 days, but further resistance was futile. On June 26, 1745, the Council of War, which included Bigot, made the unanimous decision to surrender. Throughout the siege, Bigot had ensured fair distribution of provisions, the officers obtained an honorable surrender, and Bigot engineered an advantageous commercial transaction. Merchandise in the storehouse was sold to the British and converted into bills of exchange in London. For this transaction, Bigot received a substantial bonus from the minister, and he also made a personal profit. Bigot, Prevost, and Laborde returned to France, they were involved with the Duc d'Anville de la Rochefoucauld's fleet to retake Louisbourg and wage war in New England. Bigot was in charge of supplying the expedition in which thousands of sailors died of illness. Prevost and Laborde were serving as treasurer's agents on the voyage. 
The fleet was plagued with problems and the expedition was a complete failure. When the fortress of Louisbourg was reacquired by peace treaty, Bigot, Prevost, and Laborde returned to New France with promotions. The three would quickly resume their business activities. A report revealed that Prevost defrauded the French crown at Louisbourg. Funds were requested for unfilled administrative posts. The government was overcharged for services rendered and supplies were purchased above market value. Contracts were awarded to Jean Laborde and his associates Nicolas Larcher and Antoine Rodriguez and rigged so they made unusually high profits. Larcher built a house, storehouses, and a large wharf on his property. It was charged that Larcher's wharf and storehouses were used for illegal foreign trade. Larcher opened a sawmill and took over the contract for the supply of barrels of coal to Lewisburg. These projects were supervised by Rodriguez. A 6,000 livre advance by Jean Laborde gave Rodriguez and Associates a three-year contract for cattle. In 1758, over 16,000 large barrels were mined, but war and blockade prevented shipments to Louisburg. During the 1758 Second Siege, Prevost consistently advocated that the French fleet remain in the harbor to defend the fortress and the ships not be abandoned to augment the garrison. Prevost persuaded the French military officers to accept the British terms of unconditional surrender. Prevost's conduct was questioned, and it was believed that he, like Bigot, during the first siege, had advocated for surrender for financial reasons. As the king's stores were situated behind one of the points of British attack, Prevost had transported the merchandise to his safer location. When the inventory of French goods was prepared, it was claimed that Prevost failed to mention the items placed elsewhere. This booty became profit for him and his associates. Prevost returned to France to await reassignment. He was ordered to investigate the deficit owed by Laborde on his accounts from Louisbourg. The debt was still unresolved in 1762 when Prevost officially resigned with a pension of 3,000 livres. The Duc de Choiseul ordered his arrest in 1763. Prevost proved his innocence and convinced the Paris Lieutenant General of Police, Antoine de Satine, to ask Choiseul for his release. Prevost was freed but was not permitted to leave Paris until the following April. Choiseul considered him negligent at Louisbourg and ordered that he never be employed in the Marine Department again. Sartine became his new protector and in 1766 persuaded Choiseul's successor, Le Duc de Presilin, to exonerate Prevost officially from any involvement in the Laborde affair. In 1773, the Parliament of Paris upheld his family's nobility and he was named a Knight of the Order of Saint Louis with a pension of 2,000 livres. After serving for five years, Prevost retired with a pension of 16,000 livres. In 1782, he was appointed the king's counselor. Jean Laborde first went to Louisbourg in June 1730 and worked himself up to be the treasurer's agent. Tables of authorized payments drawn up in the ministry in Paris were sent out to the colony each year, and Laborde's job was to pay soldiers, sailors, officers, supply merchants, and others for the crown. He paid in cash when he had it and in promissory notes or bills of exchange drawn on the treasurer's general in Paris. These were printed forms duly filled out as were the receipts he was supposed to keep and to send to the treasurer's general with his accounts. Laborde's accounts were several years late because the accounting system required that all transactions of a certain year be completed before the accounts could be drawn up and submitted for review. Nothing prevented Laborde from using royal funds or funds borrowed on the considerable credit of his post in his private business ventures. Laborde invested in the privateer ships Labrador and the Triumph. The loss of Louisbourg interrupted Laborde's trade, but he was ready to begin again as soon as France recovered the fortress. Laborde added the Hazard, the Grenier, and the Chaumont-Pali to his fleet. 
Laborde in the year 1755 to 1758 made 165,000 livres in molasses alone. Prevost hired his ships for official dispatches to France. Laborde went into transatlantic shipping and added two ships. The Dauphine had a cargo that included wine, brandy, onions, shallots, stockings, pins, and powder. The Victoire went to France with a cargo of dried cod, linseed, pepper, brown sugar, mahogany, and other American produce. The buying and selling of British and French ships and their cargoes made Laborde one of the colony's richest merchants. After the second siege, Laborde was back in France and decided to stay in La Rochelle to settle his accounts. Laborde said he left records and money in a strong box in Louisbourg and was unable to account for several hundred thousand livres of royal funds. It was not found and in March 1763, Choiseul asked the Atlantic ports to hunt for Laborde, who was suspected of trying to flee to England or New France. Laborde was arrested in Paris and was imprisoned in the Bastille for the next 17 months. Sartine decided that Laborde was trying to cover up debts to the crown by excessive personal spending in Louisbourg. Laborde was presented with a bill for 455,474 livres, the price of his release. Laborde signed over all of his assets to the crown, and although they were worth only 336,104 livres, he was released and lived on a stipend of only 400 livres a year. Bigot was also charged with fraud, fined, and exiled to Switzerland. Was there money and treasure taken from Louisbourg and buried on Oak Island? If so, were the French, the English, or both responsible? Did the privateering by Laborde and Associates involve Oak Island as a hidden wharf and place to hide valuables? Why was the Duc de Choiseul, a knight of the Order of the Holy Spirit, so intent on silencing these men? Were they scapegoats, or were more important people being protected? Could a possible treasure deposit involve the Rochefoucauld family and Bonnie Prince Charlie? Why is there a correlation between some future Oak Island lot owners and them serving at Lewisburg? Very, very good, Professor. Don't forget the Professor's YouTube channel, Daniel Spino, Quest of Oak Island Historian. Give him a like. Give him a sub. Fantastic job. Sure is. I'm so glad you did it yourself, Daniel. Great job. So I hope as he does more, we can get more 12-minute breaks. I just love it. <laughs> John said he was falling asleep, though. Yep, I'm kind of tired today, but I got to make it. I told him not to leave me here by myself. Yep. But uh, no sleeping on this tour. All righty. We're going to put the uh, phone number up, see if anybody wants to chit-chat for five minutes. If so, I got my rest in. You know what I mean, Judy? Yes, we did, we did do that, didn't we? <laughs> Took a little break. It's nice to have something different. Now that, Daniel... It's just something that I like. It's something different in the chat. It's something different in the live stream. It'll be something different when it goes worldwide on the radio side. I just love different things and to be different than anybody else's podcast. You know what I mean, guys? What do you think, Judy? I think so, John, and I think you're doing it different and the best. 
And Linda says, I thought I heard snoring. And uh, so if everyone wants to call in for about five minutes, don't forget everybody on Facebook. I'll be back on Facebook within about a five to ten minute uh, switch over. Everybody on YouTube, if you want to go to the trivia contest, it's a point system for the correct answers. You win yourself a free Quest of Oak Island membership mug. It's only be on Facebook because I just want YouTube to be uh, strictly Oak Island. Once in a while, like I said, if the World War II uh, show comes on, we'll do a couple of things on that just for a filler, you know, Judy, just for a filler. Right. Yeah, I hope it does because I'm looking forward to it. But uh, who knows? We're into August, guys. August, September, October. But uh, if anybody wants to call in, I got the chat line. My moderators are keeping an eye on it. We'll keep the line open for about two or three minutes, Judy. Then you'll say your goodbyes. I'll log off here. And then about a five-minute turnover ratio to just be on Facebook Live itself only. Okay, lots of fun. John, Michelle says, I love this group because it feels like a big family. Michelle, you are so right. Right. This is my family. And I want people out there also. We are a family, and we do take new members in like puppies. What I mean is some groups have cliques, and the same people confer with the same people over and over again. My group is wide open. If you just came in today, it's like you've been with me for five years, if that's how open you want to be. I'm very strict on uh, who comes into the group. Um, My rules are posted as such. And that's how my group uh, grew to 71,000. And I appreciate every, each one of you guys, but I am strict on people uh, trolling, people uh, spamming emails, and the people know me. So we are a big family. We're not a click family. We are a family that offers everybody a big welcome, no matter where, what part of the world you are or what language you have. It doesn't matter to us. Everybody's special in their own way. You know what I mean, Judy? I agree, John, and I think it's just great that I can... I can talk to people from all over the world. I, I love it. Yep. And even iHeartRadio, Judy. Yes. <laughs> yes. All righty. We're going to take the number off. I don't know if everybody's got their thinking caps on for trivia night. I don't know how Michelle does it, but she's our main lady on doing the point system. Every question has so many points. And I will be sending out that Discord invite to different people as researchers. If you go to the paid YouTube site, it starts at $2.99 a month. You'll be able to join that Discord Quest of Oak Island channel that I just added yesterday, and uh, should be fun. I mean, we're not going to be there all the time, but it's just another spot than Facebook to talk and message and whatever you want to do. You know what I mean, Judy? Yeah, and we can certainly keep in contact all the time then. Right. And so the researchers that are there and the paid members that are there, get a little bit of more of a one-on-one, say if they have a question for them. Um, I thought it gets a more personal, and that's what I like, a little bit more personal, not that you see somebody on TV or you've got an interview and nobody says nothing to nobody. You're just listening to the interviewer and saying goodbye, you know. Right. Daniel did say, any questions, let him know. Very good. The professor, if you got questions, let him know. 
either on his YouTube channel, I guess, Daniel, and Facebook. We got two places there. And also people on the paid side once they get the uh, connection on Discord. So there's three places that you can contact somebody. That's a good deal. You know what I mean? Yes, it is. Very much so. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Barbara. All right, Judy, why don't you say uh, bye-bye, and then we'll see you on Facebook in about five to six minutes. Okay. Hey, guys, I won't be on next week. We get to listen to John and um, uh, Aaron Houghton next week, and I'm so looking forward to that. Wait a Oh, oh. Well, what? Oh, my Lordy 40. What um, did I do? Next week, we have a special co-host that I haven't announced that I haven't announced yet. We I have, thought I had read it online, John. I'm sorry. You have to very be very careful what you read on online messages to my moderators and what is done in public. This was not in public. No big deal. So next Saturday night on my 21st, on the 21st, my fifth anniversary, my co-host will be Erin Helton. She will be with me during the course of the night. We have Carmen Leg that will be with us live. We have a couple of researchers that sent me uh, voicemails that will be played. And once we put the promotion up on Facebook, underneath that promotion, guys, we'll uh, put your questions for Aaron Halton, your questions for Carmen Leg, which will be live. Depends how it goes. Maybe I'll hook up the phone for people to talk to Aaron and to talk to Carmen yourself. So that would be the big show there. And I got more people trying to call in and promote, but they haven't gotten back into me. So I don't know. Maybe they'll do it the Friday before. Maybe they'll come in live as we're on the show. I have no idea. All right. Okay. So, uh, Judy, want to say your goodbyes now? Yeah. Okay, everybody. I'm sorry I goofed. Uh, I will uh, see you in two weeks. And in the meantime, stay safe, please. Okay, Thank Judy. You, we'll, we'll, say in, we'll see you in Facebook. Okay, I'll be there. All right, goodbye. Bye. So, that's it for uh, our show tonight. Remember, always go forward. You may get a setback, but always go forward. Believe in your dreams, guys. No matter how old you are, just go for it. Stay positive. Be mentally tough. Be strong in these crazy times. If not, there's a lot of help out there. Please get help if you need it. You guys stay safe. You guys be positive. Uh, I'll see many of you guys over on the Facebook side for a trivia night. We'll see you next Saturday night. It's at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. The big show, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Aaron Helton will be my co-host. Something will be put up on Facebook as a promotion. Under that promotion, please, if you've got questions for Aaron, you have questions for Eric Leg, please put them there. So everybody be safe. Thanks for joining me tonight. Take care. Good night.